Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horniman, aka the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. I want to talk to you briefly about exercise and the thyroid. And I will be having guests come on the podcast to talk more in depth about this, even exercise over 40, over 50, what you should be doing. Now, I've had guests on in the past that have talked about exercising in sync with your cycles, but nobody really talks specifically about having hypothyroidism and Hashimoto. So I want to come on and talk to you about this because it's a big question. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So when we're talking about exercise, let's first start off with don't be a cardio queen. I do have a podcast on that. You can go back and listen to it. If you are a cardio queen, meaning you are pounding the treadmill, the spin bike, the elliptical, the rowing machine over and over again for a half hour, 45 minutes. Some of you are going for an hour. That is doing nothing but breaking down your precious, sexy, lean muscle tissue. And that's the last thing you want to lose, by the way. That is metabolically active. Muscle is metabolically active. So you don't want to start breaking that down into nothing. You will literally drop your metabolism. And if you're dealing with a non-optimized thyroid, your metabolism is already low. So we don't want you losing muscle mass. And that will bring me to the weight training part, but we'll get there. With being a cardio queen or a king, because you guys do it too, you are not only breaking down muscle tissue, but you're also raising your cortisol levels. Now, we know, and many of you are already there, in adrenal, we'll call it exhaustion. I don't like calling it fatigue. It's not, you're not, your adrenals most likely are not completely blown out, but your cortisol levels might be a little bit wonky. We'll call it adrenal wonkiness. Your, your adrenals might be a little bit off where your cortisol pattern isn't quite in that perfect high in the morning and gradually dropping down through the day and low at night pattern that we like to see. Now, side note, the only way that we know with 100% accuracy, well, not 100%, 99% accuracy is through doing cortisol through a salivary cortisol panel. So you have to use your saliva. You got to spit in a tube. 
And that's how we know that actual pattern. So we can test it in the morning and then at noon and at five and before bed to really see what that curve or that half of a bell curve looks like on you. Testing at one time in the morning via blood does not work with cortisol. But back to exercise, doing those long cardio stints is doing nothing but dropping your cortisol. Well, it rises, it raises it first. So first you get that spike in cortisol. You get you, your adrenals just start pumping out cortisol in response to that stress because long exercise sessions are a stress. Long cardio sessions are a stress on your body. So your adrenals will first start by pumping out too much cortisol in response to that stress that you just introduced to your body, aka the long drawn out cardio sessions. And then over time, as you're doing this over time, and I'll give you an example, what you'll see is that the cortisol levels drop and it takes your thyroid function down with it and it pulls your metabolism down with it. If anybody, has anybody out there done spinning? Remember spinning? Okay, I used to teach it, right? And I remember in the very beginning, and I would always tell my, my spinning students this, when we would get a newbie, I'd be like, you are so lucky because you are going to get the most out of this in that first month. And then after that, kind of results kind of plateau. So if any of you have started, and we won't even limit it to spinning, but I just remember that from my spinning instructor days. We can even go into CrossFit. I started CrossFit for the first time too, and my body responded fast. In that first month, you get that, that body composition change that starts to occur. But then over time, you do start to plateau. And what human nature does is says more is better. So now you're going to two spin classes a day. Now you're doing more and more exercise. You're hitting the gym twice a day. God forbid you do CrossFit twice a day, but maybe some of you have tried it. And now you're really tapping into your adrenals. And now your adrenals are starting to crap the bed. They're basically saying, listen, there is only so much stress that we can take and, you know, on top of this exercise stress that you're putting on us, you have this non-optimized thyroid. And T3 needs cortisol and cortisol needs T3. So if cortisol drops, what drops with it? Your active thyroid hormone. So T3 gets pulled down along with that cortisol as it plummets down to the ground because you have overstressed yourself and you aren't seeing results and you're wondering why. Because you think that more is better and it's not. When we're talking about that high intensity aerobic cardiovascular exercise, short sprints are better. High intensity interval training. A Tabata workout, which is 20 seconds on of intense hard work, be it burpees or the, the battle ropes or even if you're doing like jump squats. 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. That's Tabata. Now, there are other forms of high-intensity interval training that you can do as well. I've told many of you, you've probably heard me say this on a past podcast or in my, in my posts, that I'm doing an app called Ladder. And we'll put, that, we'll put that code in the show notes for you guys too if you want to check it out. But what is really cool about Ladder is it has different teams that you can choose from. And they really fit your personality, I'm telling you. So they do, Ben Greenfield has a team where I haven't done his, but I know he does a really nice combination. So you don't get into that cardio every single day phase. 
Sometimes you're stretching. Sometimes you're doing yoga and deep breathing. Sometimes you're doing endurance. Sometimes you're just weightlifting. The team that I'm on, which is Team Maximus, and this is, again, it is very much fitting your personality. I like it when the workout of Friday is called Fuck You Friday because it is intense, but it is short. And when I say intense, I don't mean that we're out sprinting. I mean, it might be, hey, you're doing 25 push-ups and then you're doing 25 pull-ups and then 50 air squats. And then it's, God, it ended with 50 burpees. That was, that was hell. But there was, it, it ended up being 100 or 125 pull-ups, 100 or 125 push-ups. There was walking lunges, air squats, frog jumps, jump squats, split squats, and who knows what else in there, breaking up the pull-ups and push-ups. So it was really cool. I was done in 40 minutes. It kicked my butt, but you can see it was a nice combination. Did my heart rate get up? Yeah, it did. But was I running on a treadmill? No. My heart rate got up from using my own body weight doing push-ups, using my own body weight doing pull-ups, using my own body weight doing air squats, doing walking lunges, doing split squat, all of those body, full body movements, strength movements got my heart rate up. So essentially I kind of moved into a cardiovascular state, so to speak, because my Apple watch told me I was in the orange and the red, but I wasn't just repetitiously doing cardio and and doing that same movement all the time without even building any strength or muscles. When you work out hard and you're training, doing a high intensity interval training, doing Tabata, doing body weight exercises, like I just said, like push-ups, pull-ups, air squats, you are getting your heart rate up into a cardiovascular state where you get the benefits of cardio without the negative downside of long, steady state, pounding the pavement, pounding the elliptical, pounding the spin bike type of cardio. And you are building strength too. So even if you're using your own body weight, you're still building upon your own strength. Believe me, I used to suck at pull-ups. And now those pull-ups that I did yesterday came easy. Now I still use a band. I'm still band assisted. I'll have to try doing one on my own. One or see if I can crank out one or two not band assisted pull-ups. But my strength has increased just by doing that. And it's using my own body weight and actually less than my own body weight if I'm using a band. But that has dramatically improved my strength. I can see changes in the definition of my shoulders and triceps and back just from doing those types of exercises. So trust me, doing strength-based exercises, body weight exercises works. It helps. It really does. Then let's move on to the weights, getting you in the weight room. Now, here's the beauty of that ladder app again. You don't need to belong to a gym. Yes, you might have to go out and buy a pull-up bar. You might have to buy a pair of dumbbells or kettlebells. But for the most part, all of these workouts are in my garage. And that's where I do them. So you don't necessarily have to go to the gym. Of course, you you could. You could go and use their, their dumbbells and their kettlebells and their pull-up bar but you don't have to. And that's the beauty of it because many of you are like, ah, I don't want to go to a gym. I'm intimidated or whatever your, your reasonings are. That's okay. There's reasonings and then there's excuses. If you're saying you don't want to go to the gym as an excuse to not do anything, then I'm calling you out. I'm calling BS on it. 
because that's an excuse. Now, a reasoning, if you just, maybe you don't feel comfortable enough going to the gym, whether you're not comfortable in your own body, whether you're not comfortable yet with a pandemic going on, whatever your personal situation is, if you're not ready to go to the gym, that's fine, but don't let that be an excuse to do nothing. Don't, don't rely on the, you know, there used to not be gyms. People would just work out on their own with like paint cans. So (laughs) let's not use the gym thing as an excuse to not do. You can make do in your home, in your garage, in your basement with very little investment. When you build upon your own strength, when you lift heavy shit, like I always say, just go lift heavy shit. You are building your lean, sexy body mass. You're building that lean muscle tissue that, like we said in the beginning, is more metabolically active. And yes, your thyroid likes that. And your hormones like that too. So for males and females, if you are one of the many that are low in testosterone, and I talk about this a ton, then lifting heavy weights will actually increase your natural testosterone levels. So whether you're on TRT, whether we're using a supplement to boost your testosterone levels, still working out with heavy weights will also build upon that and boost your natural testosterone levels. Lifting heavy weights also improves your growth hormone levels. Growth hormone is the anti-aging hormone. Many times we take it or we take the, the growth hormone peptide to stimulate growth hormone as we age. Suzanne Summers is famous about talking about this in her book from, gosh, late 1990s, early 2000s. And that's really kind of the first time we heard about this growth hormone thing if you weren't in the bodybuilding circle. But growth hormone is a beautiful anti-aging hormone. It helps your skin, hair, nails. It helps you burn fat. It helps you build muscle. It helps you stay young. So if you get that benefit of increased testosterone and increased growth hormone from a heavy weightlifting workout, why wouldn't you do that three times a week? And it doesn't have to be an hour. Nobody said that you have to go spend an hour at the gym. Most of the latter workouts are half an hour to 40 minutes. I like keeping it short and intense. So get in there and lift heavy. And listen, if you are totally a newbie, then I do recommend hiring a trainer to just take you through so you can get the form down. But if you are using the ladder app, it's really kind of a no-brainer. They do have videos on there of how to do each exercise. So if if something pops up that you're like, what's that? I never heard of that. There is a video to accompany it right there on your phone showing you how to do that particular exercise. But none of them are all that hard. But if you are brand, brand spanking new and you're like, I don't even know how to, I don't know, how do I do a push-up? Are my arms way out here? No. Then maybe get with a trainer once or twice, just to get that form thing down, just to get your your knowledge base kind of set up so that you can either stay at the gym and do it on your own, or you can go home and do workouts at your house. But the bottom line is lifting heavy weights stimulates that muscle growth, and it stimulates increased testosterone and increased growth hormone levels that will help you in the long run. Exercise, even taking a walk, reduces your insulin. So many of you with hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's are insulin resistant. We talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. You can go back and listen. But if you are insulin resistant, which many of you are, or if you're type two diabetic, did you know that just taking a walk after dinner lowers your blood sugar? And this is straight from one of my patients who wears a continuous glucose monitor. She said, 
she noticed a huge, like 20, 30, 40 point drop in her blood sugar in a good way, post-prandial, post-meal, when she took a walk. So she might've eaten a meal. I'll give you an example. You eat a meal, you check your blood glucose, either you have a CGM on your arm or you're using a Keto Mojo glucometer and you're 180. So maybe, you you know, it's Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving, or maybe you just freaking ate too much and you jacked your blood sugar and your insulin up or your thyroid isn't optimized and you're still insulin resistant. You're getting these crazy blood sugar readings. Go take a walk because that is the best thing to bring down your glucose levels to bring. And it's post meal. So you're not going to want to go to the gym or you'll throw up go take a walk. And that will at least bring your glucose down into the nice 120s, maybe 130s-ish. And then when you, now we're talking about long-term over the span of days, not just post one big meal. Now, as you're working out, you're getting better glucose and insulin readings. So you maybe you do take a walk after that big meal, but then the next day you get to the gym or you get out in your garage and you lift heavy weights to bring up that testosterone, to bring up the growth hormone and to lower your insulin. Now, what do we know that lowered insulin levels do? They also improve T4 to T3 conversion. So when we have, when we're walking around with high insulin levels, that totally impairs T4 to T3 conversion. Many times we end up with a high reverse T3, which puts our body in survival mode. We don't want that. So by working out, you are lowering your insulin, which is improving T4 to T3 conversion and lowering your reverse T3. So more of the T3 thyroid hormone can get into your cell. Now that's helping you lose weight as well. So you can see multiple things working together for good, right? Multiple things are working together to better you and to better your health outcome. I always like doing things that have multiple purposes. So when I'm working one-on-one with a patient, and we're talking about supplements, I always say, I'm not going to overload you with supplements because that's not my belief system. I like using therapeutic targeted supplements, something that's going to do multiple things with one. So if we take berberine, you hear me talk about berberine, it lowers your insulin, it lowers your glucose, and it helps heal your gut, and it's an antioxidant. So it has multi-purposes. Same thing with lifting heavy weights. It lowers your insulin, which improves T4 to T3 conversion, which will lower your reverse T3, which will increase your free T3, which will get to the cell to give you better metabolism, which will in turn help you lose weight. And that weight loss will also improve your insulin resistance. And then eventually you won't have insulin resistance. Your A1C will be beautiful. Your insulin will be beautiful. You'll be in control of your blood glucose numbers and your thyroid will work better. So it's all a beautiful, beautiful thing working together. It's like a symphony but I need you to get out and do some exercise, but I need you to get off of the cardio equipment. So if weights intimidate you, get a trainer, get the ladder app and just start somewhere. Two and three days a week is better than none. If you're doing none now, that's not good. You got to do something. If you're doing three to four or five days of cardio, you need to stop. When I stopped doing cardio a couple of years ago, do you know I lost weight? I promise you this. I promise you. Doing cardio, your body, stopping cardio, your body will absolutely thank you for it. So again, I hope this helps you. I hope this guides you in exactly what to do in your exercise regimen. We can dive into this more at a different time, but just let's, let's cover the bases. Let's make these small little changes so that all of this information that I'm giving you can work together so that you can improve. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.